The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The most powerful weapon in the world happens to be one of the smallest in existence. This weapon has the power to create or destroy. It can offend or defend. It can comfort or terrorize. It can bless or curse, sing or shout, pray or damn, unite or divide. It can be used to warn or it can remain mute amidst impending destruction. It can forgive or resent. If you haven't guessed it by now, the, witch, the weapon of which I speak is the tongue. This minuscule, muscular organ is terribly formidable. Jesus knows that. He created it, after all. And so he gives us these readings from the prophet and the apostle to help us understand how to use it. Last week, Jesus taught us how to walk the walk like him through self-denial and cross-bearing and following. This week, Jesus invites us to learn how to talk the talk like him. We know quite well how powerful a weapon the tongue is. Our country and society continually teeters on the brink of chaos all because of the hatred and divisiveness and lies that come from the mouths of leaders and influencers 
and even the average Joe Schmo. This isn't even to say of the ways in which this weapon has been used for ill against us personally. Many of the wounds and scars we carry around with us find their origin in an unkind or damning word that has come from the mouth of another. You're not enough. You're a coward. You're a deadbeat. You're worthless. You're unwanted. You're damaged beyond repair. I wish I never knew you. I hate you. I wish you never existed. And whether these words are spoken to our faces in rage or lobbed behind our backs in gossip, they have devastating effects. When these words graze our bodies or cut to the core, we tend to take them to heart and believe them. We begin to believe that we truly are not enough. That we're worthless, that we're unwanted, that we're unloved, we're irredeemable. We lose the sense of who we really are. The opening song was perfect. We lose the child in us. We forget our identity. When this happens, we start to use our tongues to stir up similar disdain and destruction. Our wounds get the best of us and we become the terrorizers and the cursors and the ones who cement ourselves to resentment. We speak from these wounds instead of from our souls. This, my friends, is exactly where Satan wants us. He yearns for the church to crumble through the destructive words we say to one another. He yearns for friendships to crumble under the destructive words we say to one another. He yearns for marriages to crumble under the destructive words we say to one another. And he doesn't want us to warn our brothers and sisters of impending devastation they're headed towards, but would rather us stay mute as they are led to annihilation. Satan doesn't want us to sing praises and express joy and thanksgiving, but curse and swear and use satanic arts and silence our worship. There's no joy in the morning. What's there to sing about? He doesn't want us to love one another, forgive one another, pray for one another, commit to one another, gather in the confession of God's name with one another, but would rather us backbite and gossip and spew all kind of evil and lies. In the midst 
of this darkness and chaos. In the midst, Jesus comes and uses his tongue to speak the viva vox, the living voice of God, to and in and through us. It is through Jesus' voice that all of creation was spoken into existence. Through His voice, you were knit together in your mother's womb. When He hung on the cross, dying for your sins, thinking about each and every one of you, He did not use His tongue to curse, but to bless. Father, forgive them for they have no idea what they're doing. It is through Jesus' voice that God's name was tattooed on your forehead and on your heart and the depths of that baptismal font. And it is through Jesus' voice that once again today your sins are forgiven in the confessional and now at this altar. Father Henry Nguyen once wrote, The voice of Jesus says, Do not judge yourself. Do not condemn yourself. Do not reject yourself. Let my love touch the deepest, most hidden corners of your heart and reveal to you your own beauty. A beauty that you have lost sight of, but which will become visible to you again in the light of my mercy. The voice of Jesus says, Come, come, let me wipe your tears and let my mouth come close to your ear and say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Look how this weapon of the tongue can be used for good and not for ill. As Jesus did and does for us, He now bids us do to one another. You're walking my walk, He says, by denying yourself and taking up your cross and following Me. Now, my dear children, Talk my talk. Warn one another when you've wandered off the narrow path. Sing together. Pray together. Praise together. Worship together. For when you do this, I am conceived among you. When your brother or sister husband or wife, family member, friend, citizen, uses their tongue destructively against you. Acknowledge the hurt. Welcome Jesus into the hurt. And then go and use your tongue to tell them their fault in order to restore them to the fold. Forgive one another. Agree with one another. Pray. 
confess my name, here you will have life. Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes in his book, Discipleship, the community of saints is not the ideal church community of the sinless and the perfect. It is not the church community of those without blemish, which no longer provides room for the sinner to repent. Rather, it is the church community that shows itself worthy of the gospel of the forgiveness of sins by truly proclaiming with their tongues God's forgiveness. I can't think of a better text and a better reminder as we as a church community enter our 150th year of ministry together. Let us be the place where we use our tongues for good and not for ill. A place where we walk and talk like our Savior. A place where we love and show mercy and forgive and restore. Imagine what this place would be like if we strove to do this all the more. Its effects would spill over into our families, our marriages, our communities, and our world. This, my friends, is what Jesus wants for us today. So let's get to work. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.